Welcome to Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Why did you stay up late last night? Oh, my God. You know that I started watching Homecoming and then could not (laughs) stop. I started watching a two and a half hour long documentary about Beyonce, you know, a concert movie that I knew I was going to love like an hour before I wanted to go to sleep. Why do I do this to myself? (laughs) Oh, it was so amazing because I happened to watch it over the weekend as I was traveling on a train and it oh, was yeah. such a spiritual experience like okay so I may did you have cry the whole a, time I cried the whole time I might have been like a <laughs> tiny bit drunk so that may have like accounted for the tears but I was just like don't such explain a spiritual away experience. your tears I'm just saying as good. a non-crier I was very emotionally moved it was like a spirit like I was in the train with someone else beside me just having like a spiritual moment of like crying <laughs> and like trying to breathe and not trying to be like like conspicuous like this weird white lady on the train is weeping because I she's was watching gonna say Beyonce. I have a feeling that it's not really the norm for people to openly be weeping on trains in no. Korea no definitely not like it's, it's, it's totally fine to be like watching tv and stuff on your phone or whatever but not like crying and being like oh Beyonce is my queen you know that is a bit like not in vogue yeah I've listened to the album a couple of times but I hadn't watched the documentary and Nathan's out of town and for some reason the first night that he's out of town I always stay up really really late even though I'm the one who always wants to go to bed so early in like regular life yeah but That's it was true. so good. It was so mm-hmm. much fun. And I just cried and cried. And I yes. wasn't drinking. So there's really no excuse for me other than that I love crying. It was just cathartic for you. It was just Yeah, beautiful. exactly. And it's it just was, beautiful. Yeah. Like like the whole ex- I did not grow up with Beyonce. Okay. So Beyonce was like forbidden because she was she danced like she and Destiny's Child. The whole end sync, Britney Spears, Destiny's Child. I was like aware all of, of the it. late nineties and early two thousands. Yes. <laughs> I was very aware of what's going on, but I was never like in it. Like even Hanson, I couldn't even listen to Hanson and Hanson is like, like the most, I know. So wholesome. I know. <laughs> I know. But this is my family we're talking about. <laughs> That's so true. like I was aware of it, but I was never like in it. And even like after becoming an adult and being able to make my own decisions, I really didn't listen to Beyonce very much. Like I was aware of her hits like crazy in love and like things like that, but I was never a fan because it was kind of like, it was still a little forbidden. So it was like, even though I listened to other music that was like, if she was still forbidden. Yeah. So it wasn't until it's this... hard to work through that. Like trauma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so be, be yeah, it was. And even my sister, even though my sister would listen to it, my sister tried to get, have like help, have me help her buy tickets. You know, it was still just like, for me, it was like the forbidden Wait, secret tickets. No, Beyonce? not secret tickets. No, oh, these so were like, then your parents knew my, then my parents like were like, a little bit more free. Like they were drinking oh. at that point. This was like my late twenties when they were, you know, drinking <laughs> my late twenties. They're like, well, our youngest is, you know, 18. Like 18. Now we can have now a beer. We can drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can't get drunk. We can't get tipsy, but we can have a drink. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So even though for like them, it wasn't exactly forbidden anymore. It was, she yeah. was always still forbidden for me. So it wasn't until like me watching her on the train that I like, indulged in the Beyonce oh my god so this really was a religious yeah 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 because like and I like I've been aware of like what like her persona as an image and culturally but I've just never listened to her music like in depth or anything like that (laughs) 
Sorry about that. It's okay. No, we got off track with Beyonce. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes, so yeah. it was so, so fantastic. And like, since leaving like the church, I've been missing like church music. I don't know if you have this experience of like where music can bring like a spiritual like. I was raised Episcopalian, so there was not a ton not of really singing. Ton of music. Okay, well, <laughs> being in the South, like music was very integral to any service. Yeah, and like I and so it was like always meaningful for me, and I hadn't found something to kind of fill that void after leaving. Like, you know, it was just always strange. But then with like Beyonce singing and she bringing in the elements that I grew up with and like the vocals and the artistry and just the way that like she brings freedom and empowerment to people. Like that was just stunning. Like watching them be free in their art was just like overwhelming. And I was so emotional about it. Yeah, it was really cool. And I loved all the historical like HBCU stuff that she brought in. And there was like a bit, a moment at the beginning where she was talking about how she always wanted to go to an HBCU, but then Mm -hmm. Destiny's Child was her college that I was like, this woman has been on the world stage since she was like 17. That is bananas. Yeah, yeah. It's so anyway, wild. that's this is all for our Beyonce podcast. Yeah, the we'll, Beyonce podcast we'll start will be later. starting. Wildly Beyonce <laughs> with Holly and Esther. <laughs> but anyway, she is like Venus incarnate, and that's all I have to say. Yes, she really is. She really is. She's incredible. I think that she's been portrayed as uh, the Empress in some like pop culture tarot Oh decks. yeah, the Illid, the Illid, Illis, Illist, Illist. Deck? I think maybe I think the one with I the, could the teal. In the background. Yeah, I think I could be was. totally wrong. We should double check that. Yeah, we should double check it. Because that, that's the one that uses a lot of like pop culture icons of people yes, of color. One. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Beyonce is in the Alista deck. Aspect. Yeah, just not as the Empress. I yeah. was totally wrong. <laughs> I well, feel like to me, to she's like so like producing all of this work is so empress rather than death like she's creating so much yeah and also bringing like a hundred people to a show in coachella like the way she did her whole back every single musician and dancer on that stage Mm -hmm. that is so many people that she was able to like it was eight months of her practicing that that is so much dedication yeah and it's, it's just so cool that she got to give so many people the opportunity to do this really really cool performance yeah I mean, Coachella is like a whole separate problematic thing, but yes. still. But still, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And just like anyway. her being so, I think her vulnerability to talking about how, like, what she went through from, like, birthing the twins and all yeah. of that. And plus oh what's God. happened with Jay. I mean, it's just like, ugh. The, all the video of the little kids. They're so I cute. know. They're so sweet. So. <laughs> Okay, well, join us next week as we become the Beyonce Wildly Talk podcast. Yeah, Beyonce Wildly. (laughs) Wildly Beyonce. I don't know if we're the right people for that podcast, but goddamn, we will try. We will try our hardest. Shuffling, no, that's girl, fine. go for it. It is all yours. <laughs> Are you sure? I see that you had, uh, I was like, wildly witchy podcast. <laughs> I thought 
thought you. Had, I was about to say it's not. It's um everyday witch. Everyday yes. witch. I was like wildly witch podcast deck. I was like that is not. No, the deck it's you not had. our yeah. deck. Even though we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Oh, but okay. speaking of, our deck is gonna get to me probably today. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, really? Today? Ooh. Because I saw that it shipped like last week, so expected Exciting. delivery Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be here today. Is today Wednesday? Yeah, it'll be yeah, here it today. <laughs> <laughs> it took me two tries to figure out if today was Wednesday. Yeah, I got to the post office uh, in my town twenty-seven Ooh. minutes ago. Oh, nice! <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> well. I drew the page of cups, which oh, has been following. It's been like following crazy. me around, and it's just meaning my spirit guides are like, "Hey, hey, come see me. Hey, hey." Yeah. So this yeah, is personally what it me means for me. Come see me after class. Yeah, come see me after class. So I'm gonna put the page of cups aside. I see okay. you, page of cups. We recognize the spirit guide that's trying to communicate, and we're gonna go to the next card. <laughs> Between Holly's spirit guides and our spirit guides, they're just like, "Hey, hey." Yeah, I know you're recording a podcast, but hey, look at us. Which is funny because we did a whole Patreon mini episode about this like new chapter, basically, that's super (laughs) vulnerable for both of us. But then it totally called us out on the podcast, me last week and you this week. And you this week. I know. I know. This is just ridiculous. Well, the card that I pulled is the tower. Oh. Hmm. I do. And I'm today I'm using the moon power tarot that I got last week. The tower, we've never pulled that as a card of the day. It's a good thing you're going to sleep soon. It's true. It's true. It may be a tower day for you, but not for me, because that's gonna I'm gonna change days in like four hours. Or something is gonna go horribly wrong with our recording. So keep an eye on those levels, girlfriend. Okay, right now it's still recording, so we're good. But yeah, Yeah. the tower is it's one of the scary I think it's probably the scariest card. Because I think it's more scary than death. Yeah. I don't know. I still think the three of swords scares me the most, but I think because it's kind of transformed me to me to being like honoring the pain and like yeah, being more of like a doula of the pain, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. A pain doula. I love it. A pain doula. To me, that's kind of what, the, how the three of swords transition, but the tower is of course, like something's being destroyed, like the, you know, down to the ground, down to its roots and you, and it's going to be rebuilt. So there's always kind of a hope that's implied with it, but the, it's the destroying the sudden destruction. That's scary. That's the tower. We shall see how that plays I know. out. <laughs> I know. So our first question is from our friend Renski. And Renski says, should I go back and visit my old school? And how will it turn out if I do? So I don't know what the situation is for this. It was a pretty vague question, which is totally fine. Yeah, uh, we do not mind that either. But do we want to just pull cards for how visiting Renski's old school will go for them? Yeah. Visiting and not visiting, maybe. Okay, yeah, we can do that. This is going to be a short question, but we have so much Tarot de Marseille information later that it'll be It'll make up for it. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. All right, so do you want to do going and I'll do not going? Yeah. Okay, for... I'm I'm going, correct? Yes. For going, I initially pulled the Ten of Swords, the Knight of Swords, and the Nine of Pentacles. To... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so to me it's like there's some pain to work through before going yeah wait did it, you get the knight of pentacles sorry did no, i No, i got the knight of nine. swords okay and, and, the, the oh, nine and of nine of pentacles. of pentacles yeah the okay. nine wait i got the knight of swords too we're we're in it first second third second okay so maybe they're maybe they are the knight of swords yeah i would say that's their personality so i got the ace of pentacles the knight of swords and the page of pentacles so i feel like like not going is fine like you turned over a new leaf there's no reason to 
like you sort of have this new like life basically and mm-hmm. you don't need to revisit that stuff yeah 10 of swords knight of swords and nine of pentacles to me with both of the the knight of pentacles and the 10 of swords it would be like you're trying to prove something to other people and show off yeah. to yeah. like in that sort of way like you know to me the nine of pentacles has become the rupaul's drag race opulence card <laughs> like <laughs> where you're like you're everything is here you know yeah you, you have everything and it's and but accompanied with the ten of swords it's just something from a place of pain and not beneficial for you emotionally or mentally right and it's i just think kind especially of having an ace and a page with the yeah. not going is kind of like you've started this new path and you don't really need to do that like you yeah, don't you... need to show anyone how much you've overcome yeah. you've overcome it and now you yeah. can just move forward you don't need to prove yourself to these people basically. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like you've done it to yourself they don't they don't deserve that from you yeah so. exactly and like you being the knight of swords i really like because you are sort of trying to rationalize your way through this mm-hmm. but just saying to yourself like look i'm a new person is enough right. you don't owe yeah. anybody anything <laughs> exactly yeah definitely <laughs> That sounds so like kind of mean. You don't know anyone anything. But actually, I've been saying that to a lot of people lately. Yeah. At work, too. But, just because yeah, it's like but I graduation feel like we season. forget that, too. Yeah. You know, we get so wrapped up in wanting to people please other people. You know, people. <laughs> people please other people. I was really <laughs> redundant. You know, we want to please other people because that's kind yeah. of how we're raised or how we're kind of taught in society. But at the same time, it's like yeah. you don't need to prove yourself to these people at all. They at the end of the day, you know, they didn't care no in the first cares. place and they're not exactly after the place. So no one cares. Adam's family motto. Yeah. So it's not mean, but yeah, it's just. <laughs> And also, like, I really think that that really is like the goal of the no one cares mantra is to remind yourself that it's your responsibility to care the most about you. Yes. Like you can't rely on other people to be like, wow. Well, because that's the other thing about revisiting a previous location is like Mm -hmm. if your goal is for people to be like, oh, my God, so much has changed. You're so amazing now or whatever. They probably didn't notice the thing that you were the most self-conscious of to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so you're probably not going to get the reaction you want of people being like, oh, my God, it's amazing how much growth you've had because nobody else, nobody like cares enough about people outside of themselves really to like notice the cracks as much as you think that they're noticing the cracks and if they were assholes to begin with what's probably changed nothing (laughs) seriously (laughs) i mean i hate to be blunt like that but it's just coming from this side of things it's like you can't expect people you know now to have changed when they were assholes to begin with well so i have a friend who has this theory that if you haven't seen somebody in five years you can safely assume that they're a totally different person so like if I haven't seen you in five years and I had a really negative interaction with you the last time, I need to go into the next interaction telling myself like, you know, they were probably having a bad year or there's like a million different ways that they could be totally different now. And so I do think that that's true on an individual basis, but with an organization, like, do I go back to my school and show them how great I'm doing? Because, you know, like, bureaucratically or institutionally they were shitheads when I was a student like that's a different story yeah like individuals yeah give yourself time to like you know all of us grow and change and we become hopefully the goal is that we become more (laughs) self-actualized people 
But with institutions, institutions don't have that same thing. An institution is so much more slow to change and develop and grow that like if you had a bad experience for one reason or another as a high schooler and then you go back for your 10 year reunion, the institution will still have largely the same people and they may not have had any changes at all. Oh, like whereas not, yeah. a classmate could have, you know, gone through a lifetime and back over the course of 10 years. So it just kind of depends on like where you want to put that energy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, it seems like putting the energy towards moving on and feeling really confident about where you are now is the best bet. Exactly. Awesome. Should we pull a card for like how to show people how you forgot how much you accomplished? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing or being able to have confidence in what you've created. Or what about closure? Like oh, where yeah. to find closure where about find closure that stuff without, without this, yeah. having to return, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Do you want to pull cards for it or do you want me to? Uh we <laughs> can both pull one card. Okay, both pull one card. All right. Okay. I'm committing to that. Okay. Closure. <laughs> I got the devil. <laughs> and I got the ace of wands. Okay. So I think it's just breaking free from the expectations that you feel other people have over you. Yeah. And then just going forth and creating wildly, you know, getting that yeah. passion and just going with whatever your direction your passions are taking you. Well, even the, I mean, I'm using Everyday Witch, so it doesn't have the chains in quite the same way. But oh, even yeah. ju- I do think that there's a level of expectations depicted in this card because the devil is, like, trying to hand the Oh, yeah, the money and candy. And the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, expectations, like, that you're going to have specific reactions to things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of breaking through those bonds. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Go forth and tear wildly this week. Yeah. And also fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's our fourth motto. Is fuck, them. <laughs> fuck them. Okay, our second question is from Mirte, who got a Patreon shout out last week. Yay! Yay! Okay, their question is So I'm hoping you can do a reading for me regarding my life issue. A while ago, I was jobless for a long time, but two years ago, I got offered a job, the job I'm presently still in. Several aspects of the work suits me really well. Other aspects I find, however, difficult. Most notably, there is little management. As a result, I often feel quite lost in my work, lacking a sense of direction and purpose, unsure about my input. I often feel very drained after work, deeply unfulfilled, and something along the lines of unhappy, dissatisfied. But I'm not sure if this is because of work itself or because of self-doubt. If the problem comes from within, then changing jobs may not change the problem. Yeah. Because I was jobless for so long, I feel that I should be thankful for having work in the first place. But I'm struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I'm struggling with actually feeling grateful. I'm not sure if changing jobs would be wise, a wise thing to do. I'm worried that I might regret it. Because I do have a tendency to see things gloomy and maybe the problem is that I'm unable to appreciate the job. My terror question is, should I be looking for other work or should I stay and somehow change something internally or externally about myself? Oh, no. I know. Uh, we've been in those jobs before, yeah, I feel like, both of us. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, actually, first, I just looked, even though I did a test recording, to figure out what was going on with my volume. And now Audacity is saying that they're using my internal mic <gasps> for the last 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So... 
uh, a little well, insight into how the sausage is made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we figured out what the tower was referring to. <laughs> my uh, entire first half was recorded through my internal mic of my computer. And then when we tried to fix it, suddenly I couldn't hear Esther. And now we have a totally like... I don't know, wild way of doing this where I'm using both my phone, my iPad, and my laptop in order to record this episode. (laughs) Welcome to the tower. Yeah, so next time we get the tower, we need to, rather than be like, huh, that's weird, I wonder what that's referring to, like... (laughs) recheck everything again just <laughs> just cancel i know just because cancel. we really did like i seriously did yeah, we do a test recording stuff. because yeah <laughs> my audio last year got weird towards the end too i don't know what's happening i know, I know. but I this know. is why we have a patreon because it's we definitely yeah exactly <laughs> it's definitely an equipment issue yeah exactly. i have no idea what's going on with this mic but anyway before we had the tower destroy everything we yeah. talked about near taste question about her um, her job situation. So yes. it looks like there's like two paths, basically. Like either she stays and, and kind of fixes herself or she looks for another job. So. Yes, exactly. Okay, thank you for clarifying because for the listener, it's been mere seconds. But for us, it's been like 10 it's minutes like of 10 me minutes. <laughs> like stumbling around my office trying and to figure out what And me miming to Holly like, did you, what, where's your cord plugged in? Did you check <laughs> yeah, the volume? Exactly. <laughs> We're like doing IT support, but via mime. <laughs> I mean, it's not really any different than my old IT job. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I hope that I'm a little bit less of it. I mean, I guess I could have totally restarted everything, which would have been the next step, but we figured something out. So we're yeah, okay. We got it. We got a solution. Let's just, Let's just torse through this, both through this, and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I can totally comfortable with doing. I mean, that's the good thing about being a tourist during the tourist sun is that I'm like, all right, let's just make it work. Like, we can yeah. keep working through this. I feel exactly. fine about it and relaxed. Yeah, okay, yeah. so do we want to pull cards for, like, general energy? Uh, should she I stay? Like what we did should with, she go? I, I liked what we did with Joe was pulling the energy of, like, the job situation that yeah. they were in. Okay. Because I think that clarified a lot of things for Joe's situation, so it may help with Mirte as well. Okay. So, yeah. So I think pulling cards for energy first would be helpful and then kind of deciding. <laughs> so what did you pull? Because I saw you well, pull Well, I think, uh, this, yeah, I pulled three, but this is ener- like her energy, not the job energy. Okay. I'm realizing. Because I got the three of pentacles, the eight of uh, swords, and the two of swords, which is all kind of like... Like yearning for teamwork, but also feeling stuck and like you can't make decisions. Yeah. I pulled, I also pulled the three of pentacles along with judgment and the knight of swords. So oh. I feel like there's lots of like, there's lots of stuff that maybe they don't understand going on in the background. If that makes any sense. Like they're not like with judgment, judgment is like higher calling, like to me. Yeah. So to me, it's like there's more going on in the background with teamwork that maybe they're not, um, I don't want to say privy to, but they're not aware of. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. But, and with the Knight of Swords, it's like, a, of course, a guy going forward or a yeah. person going movement. forward with that movement with the sword and kind of wielding the sword. And sometimes you're not sure what you're going to do with the sword, but you're wielding it anyway. 
That's true. And so like if the energy is that you're kind of having to move forward without a lot of information, the Knight of Swords would definitely make sense. Right, right. So that's the those are the two energies. What was their their energy was yearning for more teamwork. Yeah, three of pentacles. So maybe they're like there's stuff in play already where they're trying to create new ways of having teamwork. Yeah. Like there if you got the three of pentacles for the energy of the job itself and I got the three of pentacles for her energy, it could be like they're like you want more teamwork and there is stuff about teamwork that's happening that you just don't they haven't told you about yet almost. Yeah. Yeah. But you're feeling trapped and like you need to be making a decision and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So those All are right. the energies. What do we want to kind of do we want to do staying in the job and what to do and leaving yeah. the job? We could do what did we do for Joe again? The pros, cons and things to think about or whatever. Yeah, things oh, things bet- yeah, pros, cons, things to consider. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's do that. I, I like that method for this sort of thing. Yeah, I do too. All right, so do you want to do staying and I'll do going? Yeah, I'll do staying. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, so to remind our listeners, because I'm back recording now, what was our spread again? It was... Pros, cons, and what to consider. Pros, cons, and what yeah. to consider. Okay. Okay, so for staying... Pros would be um, the Eight of Pentacles. So it's basically honing in your craft. You're getting job experience, getting job work. Basically, kind of what you've what you you've been lacking. Yeah. You have here. Yeah, totally. The cons is the Nine of Cups. Hmm. So it's basically because you because you have you have something to show for it, and that's what the only reason you're staying. Yeah, like I have a job. This is my job. Here's oh, that's what I'm, true. So there's not ever going to be that like really fulfilling thing. Right, exactly. Like, so it's, it's just kind of, hey, this is my job. I have a job look sort of thing. <laughs> Yay me. Look <laughs> at me go. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then t- something to consider is King of Cups. You're having to be the responsible one, you're the emotionally responsible one in this relationship. You know, you're the one who's having to help your manager kind of get on things. That's kind of yeah. your role in this. So that's, 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 to me, how I see your job experience and what to consider with this whole entire job is you're, you're going to have to continue to be that king of cups to your yeah. manager, basically. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And so I got the tower for pros, the hierophant for cons, and judgment for things to consider. I wow. know. Seriously. So wow. I feel like the pro of leaving <laughs> is that you'd be starting over and in some ways that can be really freeing I think the con is kind of what we talked about with the energy of the job there is somebody accessing additional information and you don't have that yet and so the con is that there's this hierophant who sort of is like working on things behind the scenes you don't see it necessarily but there is already an effort to like create a better connection Right, right. And so like leaving would be like being a little bit too stuck on wanting to like go out on your own rather than be part of the team. And then yeah. another thing to consider is judgment, which we pulled in the energy of everything or the energy of the job itself. And so I think that like that kind of goes back to seeing if they're maybe like having a more formalized meeting almost of like what's going on. Because there is something you need to consider is if leaving would be like answering to your true self or just like deciding that it wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Am I too focused on all of our technical issues to like. (laughs) 
be clear. No, yeah, to, to me, I think that judgment coming back, I think there's stuff working on, like, that's changed in the background that they may not be aware yeah, of. Yeah, totally. Because judgment, and so to consider that those, there are changes being made, it's just not, at, it's kind of like a top-down sort of change. Yeah. So there's changes and things that are, like, working, but it's just not, or they're at an awareness. Yeah, right? totally. And, yeah, because with judgment popping up twice, that's really Yeah, that is really interesting. And that leaving is so many of the, like, a little bit less positive major arcana cards. Like, right. all of them are obviously right. can be positive, but it's more, like, disruptive cards. All of them together, right? Yeah. All of them together is pretty... Yeah, these three the specifically together make me feel really like that would be... Like, leaving would be... Sort of like a major life moment that wouldn't necessarily be positive. Exactly. Yeah. So if if our recommendation is from the cards is to stay, how can we empower them in their job? Good idea. How yeah, let's do that. Be Good call. <laughs> I'm so I'm <laughs> such a proponent of like finding new jobs that I'm always like whenever a reading is like, oh, you should stay. I'm always like, <laughs> what? That makes no sense at all. But you're right. Okay, so how can Mir yeah. to feel more empowered to do her job, do their job? Also, Mirta listens in the Netherlands, she told us, which is exciting. Oh, yeah. I love our international listeners because I, too, am international. So, therefore, everyone else, all the Americans technically are international. So. <laughs> I like that you are the only, like, some podcasts are like, ooh, we have a South Korean listener. And you're like, just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Yeah, just me. I know. It, yeah, it's just the only one is me. Uh, okay, so I got the Five of Cups and the Ace of Cups, which I think is interesting in okay. that order. Okay, and interestingly for me, I pulled three cards. <laughs> Is that the uh, interesting part? <laughs> that's not only interesting. But I pulled the five of wands and I was like, huh, the five of wands of bumbling idiots. That's what I think of the five yeah. of wands. It's like just there's that's the chaos, things yeah. like that. And then I pulled the seven of wands, which is more conflict. Standing your ground, being defensive, yeah. more conflict. So I was like, why is all this conflict? So I think it's saying be prepared for the conflict and the bumbling idiotness. Like you know, people that's are gonna still gonna be job. idiots. Yeah, people are going to be people. They're going to be idiots in your job. But the world is coming. Like, the end is coming. The end is Oh, did, was inside. the world There's, your third card? The world is my last oh, card, yeah. So wow. to me, that's what it's kind of saying, like, you know, where all this stuff is going to still happen, but the end is coming. You know, don't worry about it. There's a fi- finality Well, and I think it. paired with my forever. two, it's like acknowledging that that conflict is there, but making the decision to allow, like, some of the more inspiring parts to sort of take precedence over the frustrating parts with that ace of cups. Yeah. Like you can five of like, look at the cups that are frustrating you acknowledge them. Yeah. But then also don't focus on them so much that you like, can't let the sort of like the thing that got you into it in the first place, that sort of like, Mm -hmm. you know, new way of living of having this job, I guess be like influenced by it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love this Ace of Cups, by the way. Which one? Oh, yeah. I do, too. I just love the age diversity. That I know. I, that's literally what so. I was going to point out. I love that it's an Ace of Cups, but it isn't a young person. Yes. Yes. I do love that. It's so great. Like everyday witch. It is. So, yeah, good, good luck. luck. And as you go forward, no, job situations are so Yeah. Hard, so. Know that people are going to be idiots, but we do think that it'll be, that something is happening behind the scenes that'll make it a little bit better. 
Better. A little bit yeah, more definitely. three of pentacles and a little bit less five of wands. Five of wands, exactly. <laughs> I love that. That's so how much. we're framing that. Uh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Every week you're surprised by this. It and makes I'm the one so who much. writes the outline and I'm still like, yay, we get to talk about our Patreon supporters. I know. It's just the best. It is so oh. as if today has not like taught us anything. It's that we would be really like nothing without the support from all of you guys. And we really appreciate all of you, but we especially appreciate yes. people that are going to help us get mics that maybe don't decide that they're not compatible with our computers anymore. Randomly in the middle of recording. <laughs> I know that would be so that nice. Would be so nice, <laughs> and we're actually pretty close to our first goal. I know that's. We just awesome. need a couple more Patreon supporters until we get there, and with the deck that's coming in the mail today, we'll be able to post so many more pictures of our fifteen dollar a month tier and higher gift, which is our wildly tarot deck. Yes, so yes, excited yes, about exciting. so that Esther doesn't have to be the only one who ever posts pictures about it. Like I have the Holy Grail copy. Yeah, so exactly. Like so I will pressure. On yeah, me. <laughs> so I'll be able to post pictures of it too, and I'm so excited. But anyway, um, this is our third week of having Patreon supporters, and it's really exciting, and we love you all so much. And as promised, yes. we'll do a one card reading or a one card poll for each of you. And so first up, we have Taryn. And Taryn's card is the Hierophant again. Oh, it's just showing up all over the place because it's Taurus season. That's that's what I think. It's Hierophant. It's coming up. Yeah. And also, since I'm using so. the Everyday Witch, it's the Yoga Tarot or the oh, Yoga Hierophant. Yes, so I love it. Yoga she's font. great. Yes. And for Cleona, your card is ooh the Nine of Cups. Nice. For Tiffany. Ah. Tiffany's card is the Eight of Swords. Good luck, Tiffany. <laughs> Jennifer C., your card is the Four of Cups. So look for a cup. Grab the cup. Grab that cup. Got one cup somewhere. <laughs> Grab awesome. That cup. And if Grab you want to support us on Patreon, you can find all of our Patreon stuff at patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast. And we really, really, really do Yay! appreciate the support. It means so yes, freaking much to us so much you have no idea it's really really yes. awesome not only just because we have an opportunity to talk about like more stuff there but also we've like gotten some really beautiful feedback about some pretty vulnerable stuff we've shared so that's been awesome yeah i love and like um enabling closer relationships there that's yeah really awesome awesome we love Yay. you so much we love you, Wildling. Oh, yes, we do. All right. So I am so excited about our deck of the week this week because it finally gives us the opportunity to talk about Tarot de Marseille. <laughs> Yay. So the deck of the week is the Marshmallow Marseille, which we'll get to in a second. But I wanted to just go over some of the basics, uh, give you the chance to hear us butcher a bunch of French, which is exciting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tarot de Marseille. Yeah, exactly. It's like that town in Kentucky that's called Versailles, but people pronounce it Versailles. 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 Uh, I went to high Versailles. school with a girl from Versailles, Kentucky, and it just made me laugh so hard. But anyway, so uh, I haven't taken French. I took French for one single year when I was in seventh grade. And my only memory of it is that I was sick so much that year because it was middle school and I didn't like being there. That one time the French teacher called me in the middle of class 
to tell me that I should be gargling with salt water. Like she called my parents' home phone number to be like, Holly, you're out again. (laughs) Which was really embarrassing. But anyway, that's my only only memory of French. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'll give you some general background and then Esther will talk about the specific deck. But um, we've mentioned this before, but actual historical record puts tarot solidly as like a Northern Italian thing that was created during the Renaissance. Um, the Wikipedia page that I found about Tarot de Marseille actually had a uncut sheet of tarot cards for, from like uh, 1499, like a picture of an uncut oh sheet. Gosh. So I was thinking about <sighs> it and that makes so much sense that the only actual tangible record of this that we'd have now would be uncut sheets because these cards are made, first of all, they're paper and they're made yeah. to be touched by human hands all the time. And mm-hmm. that destroys paper. Like it's it's not compatible. You can't have oh, yeah. something as ephemeral as a pack of playing cards last if it's been used. So they have all of these yeah. really cool. And like, I'm such a nerd about this stuff because I just love it a lot. <laughs> but anyway, so it was created in the Renaissance in Italy and like very quickly spread throughout of a lot of Southern Europe. Um, so the interesting thing is that Terra de Marseille is often like pointed to as being sort of the most historical, but the name itself didn't come around until the 19th century, like the 1840s. And the reason for that is that uh, Marseille, France, was like a big playing card publishing center, which is the coolest idea ever. And so they were creating all these decks there. And so all of this sort of like previous... 300 years of tarot art and all the little minute developments that happened in all of these different regions as people created their own. And like the way that it would work is that they would be able to print a sheet of it. Um, and then people would hand color it in. And so there were a lot of variations oh. and stuff like that. But then the tarot de Marseille deck happened when a lot of those things sort of were combined. And then the ability to print on a little bit larger of a scale in one location happened. And so that's what lended it its name. Which is cool. Um, yeah. So, but the more important part is how it's different from the Smith weight deck, because I think that that's like one of the things that really trips people up. They are read differently. There's still the same number of cards. There's still 22 major arcanas. The minor arcanas are still ace through 10. And then um, page, knight, queen, and king. Although they have French names, it's like valet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and so if you're looking at the cards, sometimes they're in Italian and sometimes they're in French, just kind of depending on the modern creator. Um, they've done a ton of like, no, this is the most historically accurate. No, this Mm -hmm. is like, as they create more and more Terra de Marseille. And a lot of them have very little variation because it's kind of this traditional Renaissance, art where they're wearing like troubadour shirts and tights basically. So there aren't a ton of like modern interpretations of this, but it's interesting. So anyway, the way that it's different is that the minor arcana, instead of each being illustrated is pips. So each card has like, it's the eight of swords. There are eight swords on it. It's the four of cups. There are only four cups on it. There isn't like a person sitting under a tree with the cup being offered to them. It's just like four cups. And so um, so there, I sorry, I'm going to like backtrack a tiny second okay. just because there are like modern decks that are created that are like that too. Like our friend Jen, who publishing the Beaumont Tarot, her minor arcana still is that way. It's a pip deck. And so purists would say that a pip deck is not necessarily a Terra de Marseille deck. 
which is true. Right. They can be different things. But if Tara Demersai's style reading is something that comes naturally to you or you like, you can read Pip decks in the Tara Demersai style, basically. Right, right. But they're, it's kind of like yeah. bugs and insects. Like you're not going to like, it's not like it's an umbrella term necessarily, but you will hear a lot of people use them interchangeably. But anyway, so for Tara Demersai, which we in our social media usually just call TDM because it's shorter. Uh, or I do at least, um, the minor arcana <laughs> follows the major arcana along. So like the aces all align with the magician because that's the first major arcana card after the fool. Um, and so all of them are about manifestation and creation. So like manifestation of emotion for the ace of cups, manifestation or inspiration of action for the ace of wands, etc. which those seem kind of similar to the Smith weight meaning. So there are definitely, there's right. definitely overlap. I mean, like Arthur Waite got this from somewhere. He's not just like coming up with it on his own. Like it is something that he like got information or, you know, he researched it and all that stuff. So there is like some existing similarities, but they're higher up in the minor arcana is like sometimes in some areas after the fours in some areas, it feels like after the sixes, there can be a lot of difference from the Smith weight. So for example, and the Smith weight meaning of the six of swords is like escape and transition. It's the guy or it's the two people on the boat uh, going away from the mm-hmm. viewer with a boat full of swords. And so it's kind of at escape and transition, but in Terra de Marseille, sixes are associated with the sixth major arcana, which is the lovers. So the lovers archetype of joy and pleasure or even choices are applied to intellectual or to the intellect of the swords. And so it could mean something like harmonious thoughts or decision-making and like intellectual way or something like that. And so there's a little bit more space for interpretation because in the major arcanas, we're so used to having like, you know, 400 different options. Like, well, if you think about it this way, and so if you're aligning those with the minor arcana, there's a little bit more open to interpretation and intuition that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh. for me, it's a little bit harder. Like I have to spend more time thinking mm-hmm. about it. It's a little bit, I can't do the like kind of like conversational reading where I'm just sitting there like pulling card after card because with Tara de Marseille, I, want, I need to spend a little bit more time considering which major arcana archetype we're looking at. Oh, but right. our deck that we created includes the definitions for the uh, Tarot de Marseille style also, which we did intentionally because right. we do think it's kind of a neat way of reading and we want people to feel confident with it. So if that doesn't make very much sense, I definitely think there are better resources out there for Tarot de Marseille than us. We don't read it frequently, but no. we could not resist this freaking deck, which is adorable. So, so Esther, do you yes. want to tell us about the deck? <laughs> Yes, I'll tell you about the blurb from the publisher. Reborn from an 18th century tarot made in the town of Trieste, Italy, the Marshmallow Marseille has come alive, sprinkled with sweet new magic to make all your readings burn bright. Caution, this deck might give your readings a sugar rush or possibly a cavity. (laughs) Each hand-drawn card has a slight difference in flavor, but we've stuck with the classic recipe. Welcome to the land of Marshmallow Marseille, where tiny devils, kings, queens, coin collectors, sword wielders, and cupbearers will be enchanted to meet you too. Marshmallow Marseille is a sweetened, hand-drawn, faithfully recreation of an 18th century tarot made by Angelo Vaya in Trieste, Italy. Yes. 
And I will say, I do not have this deck in my possession yet. I did the pre-order. Oh, I know. girl. I did I the pre-order, so and it's not been sent out. Oh, no, it's fine. I Because the great thing is online, they have all the cards, yeah. and you can do shuffles and draw Oh, nice. Too. And so, like, they, it's, like, a really great resource for learning Marseille yeah, and studying totally. it. So, I used awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought that you had yeah. it in hand already. It's it was it's on its way. Like that's on the, the freaking problem way, with pre-ordering. I just backed another. Actually, I, I backed two Kickstarters this week. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm on a deck buying freeze until June. So you cannot like send but me. That's the, super, the problem like, with Kickstarters that, no one... that none of them will fund until June, and so it feels like not that's real true. money because it's like eh, future Holly has to deal it's, with that. Future <laughs> Holly, exactly. Yeah, but anyway, so, yes, I'm on like a deck freeze and so it's like don't show me anything, i will don't i'm show not me. gonna share don't, it with I don't you don't want to know secret <laughs> ignorance is exactly bliss. okay but anyway so what <laughs> is your general impression of this deck i think it's a an excellent deck for beginners because the cards are smaller yes. i like that the cards are smaller they're poker because i did cards. handle it when i was at your house oh, good, they're good, poker size cards yeah and so and also when i've looked at other marseille decks like even though the images are the same this is a more inviting yeah deck to me. it's really like, cute it's, it's softer it's super cute and not like in a like happy tarot like, way. i wouldn't say it's yeah exactly it's not like a happy tarot way where it's childish it's just more inviting with the colors and things like that and also they're like super cute little touches i'll get to those when i get to my favorite cards because those little touches i think to me matter in making it a softer approach of a marseille deck instead of like this doom and gloom like historical Dvorsky sort of like this is the only Terry should be reading yeah exactly totally (laughs) and yeah I think that like the colors themselves are a little bit more like vibrant and less red and brown based they're like it almost is like kind of if you got like a big package of highlighters with the one that has like every single Mm -hmm. color in the rainbow it's like that which I really like I'm into that And the backs are really cool too because it's like the sheen and sparkly. And yeah, the, you know, the backs like, are super I'm a holographic. Raven, I'm like sparkly stuff. Yeah, we're such yeah. ravens. We're like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> ooh, I'm gonna steal shiny. that and take it back Give to me my some house. Shiny. Hey, why but not? yeah, so th- I yeah. find the cardstock a little tiny bit thin, but I only really noticed when I was shuffling. And I think that part of the reason that I noticed is because um, the backs are so shiny that like literal glitter was coming off with every shuffle. And so I was like actually watching the shuffling more. I think that it might've just been because I haven't used it for a while. Like I haven't found that that happens every time. It might've been the lighting or something. Okay. Um, Because it doesn't look less glittery, but I could like see some metallic. Some like residual. Yeah. yeah, Coming out. I love the size. It comes in a magnetic clasp box. The like next edition does, which I got on Amazon. So I have no idea. The first edition was apparently an a tuck box yeah the first edition i've seen the first edition it was a tuck box i think it was like a kickstarter sort of oh, deck okay from what i think it was something like that and then the second edition and now the third edition's about to i didn't find come anything out. on kickstarter about it but it could have been indiegogo or something or maybe indiegogo or something yeah it's it, it seemed like a funded deck and not one that was like published. yeah totally so um yeah i just i really like it i think it's a, if you want to try learning terra de marseille this is a really good one to do it with because it's manageable and yeah. small it's cool looking but still kind of adheres to some of the like renaissance era tropes almost um right, and right. it's just really 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 great so what kinds of yeah. readings would you use this for i would use this as like my study deck because i don't read terra de marseille yeah. at all it's been always kind of intimidating yeah 
because like when you're trying to learn a whole new system just like Lenormand, Lenormand seems a bit more approachable because it's com- totally different. Yeah. So you can it has totally different images, totally different cards, totally different yeah. meanings. So it's kind of like an addition like Oracle decks. Yeah, thing. totally. But Tarot de Marseille because it's the foundation basically of tarot, modern tarot, but also the all the pips are pretty much different. It's so similar in the but way of reading. So it's so different. Yeah. So different. So that's where I'm afraid to kind of start learning it that way. Yeah. So and I considered picking up different like Tarot Ter- de Marseille decks, but nothing really spoke to me until Tarot de Marseille. Marshmallow de Marseille. Yeah, totally. Out. I and I had the same experience. I have a copy of like an old, old school Sfarzo, whatever, like one of the originals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a recreation of fabric, like this fabric that was created oh, yeah. about it. And they're huge cards. I like them, but they're just gigantic and also super dark. And it can be hard mm-hmm. to read them because those old school ones don't necessarily have labels. And this is just like so yeah. fun. But I still don't really use it for personal readings. I use it for when I... I'm interested in trying something new or I know that at the beginning of the year, I said that my goal was to feel comfortable with Tarot de Marseille. So sometimes I'll pull it out just because I'm trying to become more confident in this style of reading. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't tend to use it for a lot of readings for myself, even though I really like it. And maybe if we get more comfortable, it'd be something that we would feel more fluent yeah. with and less intimidated. Well, by. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited to, for our deck to get here is that I'm really <clears throat> excited because what I want is, and this is why we designed it this way is to pull, you know, I don't know the four of swords and be able to flip it over and see like, okay, fours are associated with this major arcana and then like allow that brain exercise of like, so what could this mean thing to, to happen rather right, than having exactly. to like pull out a book. And then by the time you pull out the book, you might as well just read the definition rather than like exactly, doing that yeah. exercise. I think that'll be beneficial to the users of the deck too, because you're getting more than one system. At exactly. Time. And yeah. one of the things that I did before we created this deck was I took Kawaii Tarot because it was really inexpensive, mm-hmm. like $7 and it's a pip deck. And so on all the minor arcanas, I wrote which major arcana it was associated with on the card. Oh, yeah. And that's in my car. And so when I'm stopped in traffic, which happens a lot because I live in Southern California, <laughs> um, sometimes I'll pull one just to like remind myself. But I still really like the what we did, which is more of a flashcard style. So instead of seeing the right, card and right. then seeing the major arcana, you see the card and then flip it over. You can like test yourself which major arcana is this. So yeah. I'm, I, I, th- I'm I like excited it, yeah. about it. All right. So do you want to yeah, tell me about your too. favorite cards? Yes. Let me look at my list. Okay. I have Le Fou, which is the fool i'm assuming yes <laughs> and i really like i like the fool because they had they changed the dog to a cat oh yeah simply i just like that they have the cat and i'm like oh look at there's a cat i really that's like that's adorable uh, technically okay i'm just gonna call all the aces because all the aces are gorgeous the aces are all really pretty. i'm just not even gonna i'm just gonna just claim them all <laughs> go for They're it girl all really pretty <laughs> And then the rest, of course, are all of the the rest of the cards are pip cards, so they're kind of just the yeah. same. So there's really really no difference. So that's what the rest of my cards are going to be major. Yeah, totally. Cards that makes sense. Because of that. And so then I also liked the Hierophant because the Hierophant looks super friendly. Yeah. Like there's like three kids in front of him. His face looks really nice and kind. Yeah. Smiling. Like, I was like, I was so impressed. He's smiling. Like he's not scary yeah. at all. I like that artistic decision. And then I also like Le Mort, which is the death card. And it's because the there's a king head and a human, like a like a normal person head beside each other. It was just like, death doesn't like, has like no preference. Yeah. Everyone's going to die. Yeah. 
I really like that sort of like nuance to it because like in the normal death card, you of course have like the, there's like a Pope there that's standing in front of the death, but it's like, that's, that is not told through the card itself that everyone kind of. Yeah. Does. So anyway, I really like that little touch. Yeah. I like that too. And then Le Diable, which is the devil. Me too. That's one of my I actual favorites. I love his face. I know. I love his face I love his so face. much. His face. <laughs> it reminds me. Okay. Have you seen Elf? Please of tell me. Of course I've seen Elf. Elf. <laughs> Okay, so he reminds me of the abominable snowman that Elf yes. talks to. He's like, hey, yeah. buddy, blah, 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 blah. That's the devil dad. to me, is that, <laughs> hope you find your dad. That is Actually, exactly the, narwhal the devil to me. Actually, the says that, but I know what that you There is a narwhal, but you understand, like, the <laughs> yeah, face exactly. itself. Like, it's just the attitude. Like, I could hear him I know, saying, and it's hey, also buddy, so blah, blah. fun to see, like, this brightly colored kind of jovial devil. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard. <laughs> I know, yeah. I did, too. And I also enjoy that they changed the humans to other, like, little Little tiny devlets, devils. I guess. Yeah. Little tiny devils. I loved that too. And then my last favorite was Judgment because there are friends helping their other friend come out of his I grave. Know. And I was like, that's how Judgment, like, it should be. It's like community of people helping each other, like, find their yeah. calling and supporting each Aww. other. So. Anyway, I love so that. So those are my favorites. Yeah, I really like those too. I also really liked the um, High Priestess, which is La Pop. Papese? Oh, she she was so pretty. She's super pretty. Yeah, they sometimes call the the high priestess the Pope S, which I think is hilarious. The Pope S. Well, it was because there was like rumor to be a papist at one point. Did you so. ever read that novel, that historical fiction novel about the female pope? It was so, it was really good. I wish I could remember. I read it in college, no, so I no, could feel very different. Probably about not. It now. I just heard rumors that there was a papist. <laughs> yeah, for a nun. it's a good book. I was really into that when I was in college. Okay, so the devil is one of my favorites too. I just think it's so freaking cute. I just can't get over him. It is so adorable. I love him. He's so, so much. great. And then, like, how could he be? Evil? I know. He's not it the seems of more evil. fun. He's like holding that. I thought exactly. that was a cup in his hand but i think it might actually be a, a wand, wand or staff yeah. or something okay. then i also really love the lovers because it goes back to that choice option but oh, i just yeah. think the colors are really nice i like the age difference that the way they did the age difference in that card yeah too. like you can definitely tell one's older and one's yeah younger. and the older one seems like less interested in him i don't know i just think that it's like kind <laughs> of great um the card that actually sold me on the deck was the moon because it's so bright. Oh, yes. It's so it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. I love that card. Um, so I really love that one. The moon in it is like a really great moon. The sky is so beautiful. The sky beautiful. is really beautiful. Yeah, it's just a really great card. And then I also really love the two of cups. It's the only minor arcana that I chose. Oh, yeah. Because it's the only minor that has like text on it, Yeah. Right? And so it says a pure construct, like a connection of the spirit, but in Italian. So I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> um, but I really like it because and I like it in contrast with the lovers because I think that and you know some readings of the lovers are about choice rather than love or about that superficial connection rather than like a spirit or not a spiritual connection but like a true deep abiding respect and love for each other and so I just really love that the two of cups like makes that so explicit like, yeah, this is yeah. what we're talking about. That. And so I just really love that card, too. But generally, and while I was just looking through these, one thing that I did notice is that the cards, because the back is foiled, on some cards, you can actually see indentation of the back through the card. Oh, It's not, yeah. like, so much that it's problematic, but there is a little bit of, like, bleed through in some cards. It's not even bleed through because it's just textural. 
It's just, yeah. So embossing, yeah. It's just I guess. Like this Two of Cups definitely has that. It wouldn't impact my ability to read with it or any, anything. And I like so many other things about the deck that I wouldn't even really care. But I did notice that some of the embossing kind of went through. All right. So. Okay. So I'm going to do an online shuffle because they have this whole entire deck virtually that you can shuffle cards and that draw. That is so cute. So I'm going to draw. I know. I love that, that they've given this resource online because so many times I want to go see cards and just kind of look through them and people won't, they only have like three. Yeah, seriously. So, so I'm shuffling this deck. Two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> even seven, when it's my normal on seven. <laughs> even it's virtual. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of pentacles. I have no idea how to translate that. Like, let's see. <laughs> so the ninth card of the major arcana, not the wheel. What's right before the wheel? See, that's the problem is that your brain goes totally blank when you're trying to come up with it. I have totally Googled this. What's the ninth card of the major arcana? Not what's between strength and the wheel. The hermit. Yeah. So you got the hermit. <laughs> I've got the hermit. Okay. So it says... The nine of this suit points to a person who is financially secure enough to live comfortably. <laughs> Lies. No, you're on a death buying freeze. You're doing that. I am. It's true. This fortunate individual has turned a historical accident into a personal opportunity. <laughs> this is one who has the vision and strength of character to hold on to gains against all odd odds. Do not be fooled at the apparent ease of displayed in this card. This person is pictured as the tail end of a long, stressful process of winning the right to be taken seriously. <laughs> All of this grace has been paid for several times over. What resource? <laughs> like, what What blog are you reading? Tarot.com. Tarot.com. Slash tarot.cards slash nine of coins. Slash I feel like size. that's fair because you are on a deck buying <laughs> yeah. freeze and you're you're at the end of a journey. Yeah, this is like the last deck that I bought before the deck buying <laughs> yeah, freeze. Yeah, exactly. So. And you won't so get it until telling. I think that I saw that they were shipping in May. So you'll get it. Yeah, they're shipping during your yeah. freeze. It's, you'll be getting it, which is nice. exactly. Yeah, which will be nice. I won't feel as deprived as I feel right now, even though I'm not deprived. Obviously. I know we have just a, I feel pl- somebody asked us the other day, like, what do you do with all the decks that you review? And it's like, keep them, give them to friends. <laughs> I mean, like, no, we actually yeah. have at least one of us has we every actually... single one of these decks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or some, it's on the way. Typically, for me, it's on the yeah, way. I totally thought you already had this, just... but I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh, and then fine. I got... Let me try to say some Italian to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Speak love to me. Valet de Deniers? I don't know what Deniers is. I'm assuming it's coins. Okay. I'm, I'm going to guess it's the page of coins. Yeah. <laughs> so... Pause. <laughs> We're professionals. We are professionals. Um, what am I looking for? Looking for the page of coins. Do you want me to click to the page yeah, of coins? Yeah, that would be helpful. Okay, page of coins. This would be the podcast More if sigh. we didn't know anything about tarot, but still did a tarot podcast. <laughs> Somebody who does tarot de Marseille is like you fucking idiots. They are fucking this up so much. <laughs> they need to have me on their yeah. podcast. Okay. Uh, okay. Whether the learning is about growing vegetables. This is where I was paused. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Whether the learning is about growing vegetables, the stock market, or culturing new medicines in the lab, this page wants to understand the underlying mechanism that supports the creation of results and abundance. 
basically you're wanting to study okay what's going well, on and the funny thing is that the plant thing resonates the most because i did plant a whole bunch of vegetables <laughs> i'm not See? culturing anything in a lab though at least not intentionally <laughs> <laughs> maybe your fridge Check yeah your fridge. exactly <laughs> Oh, Oh, we're so all over the place. All right. So this was our tower episode and good fucking luck. people. Oh, but wait, next week we're doing the golden thread, which I am so excited about. Which we both do. We both do have. We both have it in hand. And also we recommend that app to people constantly. And it's the first indie deck that I ever bought. I'm pretty sure. Or amongst the first couple, because I remember thinking, oh, I really like these. And then when I saw that it was made of plastic, I was like, well, this I gotta see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's amazing, but we'll get to that next week. Exactly. Exactly. So that's our show. Oh, we're still just like totally over the moon about our Patreon supporters. Uh, We love you guys. We love all of you. Um, And yeah, I keep doing this to you. I keep going off script. My line is, that's our show. We're still so overjoyed about the response to our Patreon. But I never say that. And so then Esther... It's like- I always kind of had to guess when to kind of come in with my line because I always stick to the script. I'm a very scripty person and Holly always goes off script, but we know this yeah, by now. Yeah, exactly. I've been, we've been, this is, we're at least 18 episodes in and this always Yeah, happens. exactly. So. So if you have a tarot question or life question that we help through tarot, email us at wallyterrapodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wallyterrapodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook, which I really do recommend because we have a ton of people in there who are really, really, really down for helping you with interpretations or suggestions or whatever. There was a really awesome conversation um, just yesterday where somebody was doing a reading for a friend and was like, can I get some additional clarification from anybody? Here's what I'm seeing. And people were like, oh, well, did you look about it? Think about it that way and blah, 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 blah. And it was cool to see people working together like that. Oh, yeah, that was so amazing. And it's still a small enough group that it's not like the tarot nerds group or something where there's like 10,000 people. It's like a couple hundred people. You can have a really actually solid conversation and get to know people. So definitely check it out. Yeah. And you can follow us. Yeah. See, I did it again. The tower. The I know. Tower, this is when tower. you okay. break up with me. You're like, I can't do this podcast with you anymore unless you stick to the GD script. <laughs> God damn it, Holly. Okay. Also, feel free to follow each of, us, each of us on Instagram. I am at Celestial Esther and Holly is at Holly Enchanted. Go forth and tarot wildly this week. Yay! We love we you. We love you. Yay, we did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got through the episode. Barely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>